hallelujah, into his marvelous light. And it is a wonderful place to be, is it not? It's quite liberating. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for being here this morning. It's great to see you all. Monica, it's good to see you. Some old faces as well. Not that you're old, but we have discussed that we're have a, got a day or two on us since we've last seen each other. So it's uh, just a blessing to be here this morning. I just so sense the presence of the Lord and all he has for us here today. And um, I just really felt like um, to ask the, those that know that, um, and we're all, I know we're all to, called to pray, but I know that there's some that really have a, a calling of an intercessor on your life. And if that is you, would you just stand? I, that you know that God has called you to intercede and pray for the church. And um, I, I just really felt like that there was a gathering, I, and I knew that you would know, and I just felt like the Lord was just saying that he is gathering an army of intercessors here in this place. And um, I just want to I, I, I just want to pray over you. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for these women, these powerful women of God that you are calling. And Lord, we bless them. We thank you. I just heard him say there is an army of intercessors that's gathering for a strategic time, for a strategic purpose. And Lord, we thank you that this is a place, this isn't just a church, this isn't just a place of worship, but this is a place of gathering an apostolic center where people gather with different functions. And there is a function of intercessors that are gathering in this place. With, and it's not a purpose for their own, but it's a purpose of you and for what you have called them for. They are to push back the darkness. They are to bring the church into the end time harvest. Lord, gird them up. Gird their loins up in Jesus' name. Give them an ear to clearly hear what you have for them to be about. Lord, this is their city. This is the city that you have called them to. This is your city, God. And Lord, we thank you for women. And there's men. We call out the men that have been called to intercede for this city. Because it's not just a woman's place to pray. Lord, we call in the men that would be burdened by you to want to intercede for this city, God. Lord, your blessings be upon them. Lord, thank you for this end-time army that you are gathering in this place. I recognize them. We mantle them this morning with the glory of God. We recognize them. We're grateful for them this morning now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give them a hand. Lord, bless you. Bless you, Lord. I want to just read a prophetic word that I read this morning, and I really felt like that it was timely, and I wanted to share it with you. We are in a strategic battle for the hearts of men and women in the church. There is a call to radical abandonment to God. I believe a line is being drawn in the sand, whether we either step on one side or the other. No more jockeying back and forth. God wants all of us not just what's convenient to us, not just the parts we like, but total abandonment. Surrender to the Lord, who alone is king. He is king of kings, and he is Lord of lords. We have entered a day when we must decide, will we go for broke with God or hold back parts of ourselves? 
it will cost us everything. But it will be worth it. We will see the glory of God and his majesty poured out in all that we are in touch. We want to see all these things, miracles, signs, and wonders. But God is looking for absolute, total abandonment to him. Those are the ones he is going to use mightily in this new move that is unfolding. It's time to run unashamedly towards God alone. I dare you to give it all to him. These are the ones God is using to turn the world right side up. Army of God is arising. So I just declare that over us this morning. I thought that was wonderful from uh, our sister, Barbara Yoder. She's up in Michigan. So, and I was just reminded of a dream that I had this week. And um, it was like a whole lot of stuff going on, but it was right here. And there is a whole lot of stuff going on here. And sometimes we don't even recognize and see everything that's happening. But at the, at the front up here, Chaz was up here. Richard, be sure and tell Chaz. Chaz was up here with a group of kids, and they were putting on, like, a program of some sort for kids. Then as I was trying to step over, she had all kinds of props, and which sounds like Chaz. She's got a lot of stuff going on. So I was trying to get to the back. As I was getting back to the back, and a lot of you may not know where we know who this man is, but R.W. Schambach was here, and uh, he was uh, a, a man of many miracles and power and preached with um, great might, and, and God used him mightily and uh, had lots of tent meetings and healing meetings. Well, he was here. Well, uh, as I was going to the back to where he was at, he was in a room with my mom and dad, and they were getting ready to do a deliverance on somebody. Then as that was going on all of a sudden rob looked up and a big feather dropped from the sky and he he was like the tallest one in the room so he just reached to pick that feathers it was coming out of off out of this you know dropping and i was like lord what in the world you know i mean there was children's ministry going on there was healing ministry going on there was deliverance going on the angel angels were descending upon us and ministering to us so i i just thank the lord i believe that's a prophetic dream of what is yet to be to take to become here so lord we step into that and lord thank you for our dreams because you know, we read in the Bible of all the people that had their dreams, and we think, oh, well, that happened to them. Well, it still happens to us today. So we, we want to uh, not put those aside. We want to recognize those. I thank the Lord for the dreams that he gives us. I have some family that take medication so they won't dream. And I'm like, God's trying to talk to you. Don't do that. But whatever. <laughs> But um, I just know in that the children's thing, and there's a war over the kids, and there's a war. We see that. The enemy's trying to steal our kids away from us. We see that outside, but we also see it in here. And you know why? Because we can't get anybody that, like this morning, before service, can't be there today, Not nobody to do the nursery. And so I know that... Um, and it's okay, they're not bothering us. Let them run around, whatever, we'll figure it out. <laughs> but I'm just saying, we've got to recognize, let's pray and believe that God will send the right one, whoever that is that wants to minister to the babies. But um, there's a war going on, not only out there, but it's in here. Because mom and daddies need a time, too. 
to receive from the Lord. So, um, and, and you know, I, I like the kids being in here because sometimes it's almost got to where we've just shoved them out and thought, oh, well, whatever. So I, I was raised being right here. And yeah, I might have been writing on a pen on my dress every time. My mom would give me a pen, don't get it on your dress, first thing. There it goes, you know. It's okay, though. But they, they're listening. Their, their spirits are picking up on everything that's going on in here. So, Lord, we bless the children. I bless the Lord what he's going to do here. I know that he has more for us here, and maybe Chaz is the one to get it going. I don't know. I'm not trying to put that on her, but I just know that the Lord has more for us here with the children. So, um, praise the Lord. We're going to receive the offering and continue on with what the Lord has for us in the service. We'll be here Wednesday night at 7, and we also meet on uh, Friday mornings and pray, and we have a great time calling heaven into earth on Friday mornings. And uh, Anybody, Pastor wants to know, does anybody have a miracle in your finances this week? Hey, you know, if you've made it through the, the week and paid your bills, you've had one. What you got, Terry? Amen. Yes. Well, we're rejoicing with you because that's a big deal. Well, stand up with me if you would. Lord, we just bless you. We thank you that we all are financially blessed. Lord, we are under your blessing, your umbrella, you're just pouring out on us. We raise our hands this morning and say, Lord, thank you that we are a blessed people. We live in a blessed country. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, that the blessings of God are overtaking us. They're raining down on us. Lord, we just receive that. But Lord, we give back to you. We thank you for the transfer of wealth that is happening. Lord, we rejoice with Terry this morning. Lord, we thank you, God, that she is hearing you and she's in your time, God. And we just speak your healing, your supernatural healing to her this morning. Touch her physical body, Lord. Lord, we just bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll, where's the uh, ushers? Come on, guys. (laughs) <laughs> if you'll bring your offerings and uh, then shake somebody's hand. we got some uh, guests here, and we want to welcome you. So come on up. If somebody would want to volunteer to do the nursery, I'm sure they would appreciate it.
Well, there's one here that Mama said, I foretold that child. Rob, come pray for me and pray over the service. Lord, I just thank you for Gerald. I thank you for not only the, he's more than a father-in-law to me, he's a father, and he's a father to many. And I just, uh, I just thank you that I'm a part of his life, and uh, I just lift this service to you. I just speak blessings on him, a long, long life peace, prosperity, and I, did, I just ask your word to come. That is what this man wants more than anything, Lord, is to hear from, from you and to speak what you want him to speak. And I just call that forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. Aren't we glad we're able to come out and worship the Lord? Wasn't that praise good this morning? Those songs were great. Such a, such a message. Anybody read the devotion this morning? The first out of the message says, I'm not after mercy. I'm after mercy, not religion, to invite outsiders, not coddle insiders. We've never lost a child here, Whitney. We just shut the doors and... Uh, Lord is good. Put up uh, Romans 8, 1 and 2. Now, I, I just declare these verses over you this morning. There is therefore no condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. More Christians, I'm still convinced, do more things out of condemnation than they do out of Holy Ghost conviction. So, I'm warning you where we're going this morning. Let the Lord lead you, not uh, condemnation. 1 Corinthians 1.30, it's an interesting verse. It says, but by His doing you are in Christ Jesus. By His doing 
Maybe you thought it was all about you. By his doing, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Sanctification is, the, is Christ Jesus in you. It's like Colossians 1.27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Redemption, righteousness, sanctification. Christ Jesus in you, inhabits you. When you allow Christ to just fill your life with himself. Everything you're looking for in life is in the person of Christ Jesus. He is the answer. We've looked for it everywhere else. Listen, I've tried everything else. I've done everything else. I've been everywhere. Only the Lord can fulfill the need in my heart. And I need Him as much today as I've ever needed Him. And we all do. And you know what? If you belong to Him, He loves you. That's why I say, warts, wrinkles, freckles, whatever. He loves us. A parent can watch a child and they're doing some project and they're not doing it the way he would do it, but they're doing it the best way they know. Now that's the way Father looks at us. He's called you to be who he's called you to be. And with where you're at in your life, what you know about him, what you're believing him for, that father's tickled when that kid paints that little picture even though he colors outside the line sometimes. No condemnation. Sanctification is Christ in you. Christ in you. Everything you're looking for the kingdom of God is within us. Jesus said, you're close to the kingdom. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God, some translations say, is within you. You know, the story, <clears throat> Jesus is preaching, and he's standing by the lake. And the crowd keeps pressing in, and finally he says, hey, Pete, let me borrow your boat. You know, and he gets in Peter's boat, and he keeps preaching. And then when he gets finished preaching, he said, uh, let's get out in the deep water for a catch. Let's go fishing. And Peter said, Lord, we was out there all night, and we caught nothing. But nevertheless, say nevertheless. nevertheless. Come on, you may have come up empty all week, but nevertheless. Just say nevertheless. So what Peter said, nevertheless, I'll do what you say. And you know what? They let the nets down, and they just, there were so many fish, they had, had to call James and John with the other boat to just help them get all the fish in. And then all at once, Peter really realized what was going on. You can put that scripture up in Luke 5. But when Peter saw that, he fell at Jesus' feet, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all the companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear. So do not fear. 
from now on you'll catch men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Can you imagine such a, a meeting that it changed the four men's lives just right there that day? And then, you know the scripture in Matthew 28, 18. Some of the last words Jesus Christ told the disciples. He spoke to them saying, all authority. Say, all authority. Now, do you believe he's got all authority? Has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. He told Peter he'd catch men. He told the disciples and go make disciples. In uh, July of 1975, I went to Jackson, Mississippi and judged a horse show. And I was going to go the next day to my friend Frank Taylor's church in Laurel, Mississippi. Stayed with Frank and his wife. And he wanted to share my testimony about being called to preach with their men Oh, and then they wanted me to do church that Sunday night. And so uh, I had some good times on those trips like that. I, I, was, I was alone. I was really crying out to the Lord to be able to make the right decisions, that horse show and such as. But that night, the Lord gave me that verse. He said, you'll be a fisher of men. I wrote it down in my, in my Bible. July the 25th, 1975. When we first started the church, a lady came and she said, Oh, you, there's some men here. I thought there would only be women. Praise God for the women. But we've always had some men. We've always had men. Don Weber used to say, Churches do better where the men meet and pray. Men do better financially in every area. So we're called to be fishers of men and women and boys and girls. Another verse I want you to look at is Acts uh, 2.42. And uh, I'll be probably speaking on this verse some more lately. Or they were continually... This is after the Holy Spirit had fallen. Peter had preached his message and 3,000 people had been saved. So he was a fisher of men starting here. <clears throat> this was his, <clears throat> excuse me, his first sermon, really. The, anyway, one, first one that's recorded, I believe. <clears throat> they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayer. <clears throat> and that church prospered doing those four things. The apostles' doctrine. You know what that is? That's the word of God. You know what they taught? They taught it out of the Old Testament. They didn't have a New Testament yet. 
but they taught the Word of God. They taught the Word of God. <clears throat> they had fellowship. We had a great fellowship Wednesday night. And it was more than just celebrating Tommy's birthday. <clears throat> uh, the breaking of bread. That's eating together, or that could be communion. We're going to take communion today. Those four things. That church prospered doing those four things. Believing the Word of God, fellowshipping together, taking communion, and they prayed. Prayer. Prayer is a big part of it. <clears throat> Don't underestimate your prayers. I, I covet your prayers. You can pray for yourself, but when you get where you can pray for more than just yourself, when you can pray for your family, then, you know, just keep expanding that. Let the Lord lead you in, in that. <clears throat> then uh, in that, Acts 2.47 was in the Word for the day this week, and it says the Lord was adding daily those who were being saved. I mean, they were fellowshipping, they were studying the Word, they were breaking bread, they were praying. They were being who they were called to be in their everyday life. I mean, it, it's easy to stand up for Jesus in here. But it, it's in every area of our life that He wants the Word of God to be alive in us and us to be who He's called us to be. And when I talk about fishers of men, some will say, well, that's not my calling. Well, let me say it this way. This is the calling of a disciple. And Jesus said to go make disciples. Now, I was really taught how to witness to the lost, and we need to be able to witness to the lost. There's people that need to get to be, they've got to be saved before they can become a disciple. Well, let me tell you, I, I hear people say this. I'll ask them, How, what about your friend? Why don't we get them to come? Oh, they go to church somewhere. Well, let me ask, the question is, are they a disciple? They might go to some other church and they might want you to disciple them. We're called to make disciples. Well, I'd be getting them out of another church. I didn't say get them out of another church. I just said, make them a disciple. If they're your friend, ask them if they'd like to get together and pray. Kyle asked me the other day, said, what if I get some of my guys together and you come and share some things? Let's do it. That's a start. We're the hands and feet. Listen, it'd be bad to... I, to see somebody you really know well not make it in the kingdom of God. That's why I said I'm not condemning you. I'm, I'm just saying this is our assignment from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We can talk about everything else. We want, I want all the gifts of God to function in here. But this is pretty basic Christianity. And it's easy to let it go. Dixie told me a story that she had read about a lady that said she had taught the gifts of God all over the country. And she looked back on her life and she said, I wish I'd have taught them discipleship. I mean, there's some fundamental things you cannot get, 
you shouldn't get away from. We're called to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's, it's lifestyle. It's by word of mouth. It's by being led by the Holy Spirit in it. You can witness outside. Of, you can witness in the flesh. I'm, I'm telling you, you can. You can try to make something happen. I'm saying let the Holy Spirit lead you. He'll, he'll work it out. I had an all-day sucker. Well, it was an all-day city meeting for training this last Friday. And for me to have to be in a meeting from 8 to 5 was a long day, I thought. I had to be there. And... Uh, there was another guy there with a cowboy hat on, so I ended up sitting by him. I didn't want him to feel like the Lone Ranger. And uh, got to witness to him, and he's a believer. I mean, but God will lead you to right. I thought, well, just maybe. This old guy's not saved, but uh, he was. I mean, but God will lead you. Why are, you, why are you on the job you've got? Why do you work with the people you work? Why do you know the people you know? How, how are you influencing them? Listen, I remember influencing people another way, a wrong way. What about influencing them a right way? That's what he wants us to be. He wants us to be who we say we are. That's what he wants us to be, who he says we are. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Don't you know your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, <clears throat> whom you have from God, <clears throat> Excuse me, and that you are not your own, you have been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. You belong to Him. Let Him lead you. Let me ask you this. Are you pursuing the kingdom of Jesus or just enjoying the benefits? Come on, it's, you know, this is great. Let's enjoy it. Hallelujah. We had a great time in church. Can't wait until next Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to do this week. I might ought to go to try some of the things I heard. That's kind of the way it seems like it's worked so many times. It's just easy. I remember when I first really said, Lord, you, you set it up, I'll, I'll witness. And a guy came to the barn when we had it full of horses. And... Uh, we walked down one side of the aisle and looked at horses. We crossed on the end, walked up the other way, talked a while. He got in his car and left. I never thought about witnessing to him. Holy Spirit said, I sent him. You learn from those things. Oh, Lord. See, I said, I'll be that witness. I've been more, that's the way you learn to be more sensitive to hear. I mean, we start everywhere. I colored outside the line, see. But Father said, he taught me out of that. See, you, you've got people you know that 
And, and maybe you can just invite them, but talk to them. Most people let you talk to them. And it's, but we have to get by. In, I don't know who you could talk to that wouldn't almost say they're a Christian. And sometimes you have to get a little deeper in that. And God will lead you in that. I mean, you might start out inviting them to church. There's all kinds of things you can do. But listen, there is a judgment coming. John 5, 28. Don't marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and will come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life. We ought to look forward to that. Those who committed evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. There, there is a judgment coming. There is a judgment. Here's another verse about it. Hebrews 9, 27. Inasmuch as it point for men to die once, and after this comes the judgment. So what comes after death? The judgment. The judgment. I usually say this. We, you, you never go to a funeral. Every funeral you go to, everybody goes to heaven. I said, well, I believe everybody does. The judgment's got to be somewhere. But everybody doesn't get to stay. Let me tell you that. If that's where the judgment is. There is a judgment in life. And there's people who die in every age group. And I just challenge you. I mean, the Lord will show you someone. He'll show you who to witness to. He will lead you in that. It's not condemning. It's enlightening to see that you be who God has called you to be. Why has He got you in the business or the job or, or the career that you're in? 2 Corinthians 5.10 says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Now, what are you going to have when you show up there? What you've done on this earth. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be recompensed for the deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Whether good or bad. Those... It, it says that if you just give somebody a drink of water at the right time, there's a reward for that. There's little things that are important. That, that person, they'll remind you. You just come, you remember that? You helped me the other day, and you don't even remember what you said to them. There is a judgment. There is a God. Listen, we talk about heaven and how great that'll be. There's got to be a hell, just the opposite of that. There is still a hell. Scripture says, where the worm never dies, where the fire is never quenched. That's an eternity for people that have not been born again. That's their reward, just like going to heaven. I was at a met an old friend I've witnessed too many times, and he's Still not saved. We, one time, the Lord even worked it out where we ended up on the, an airplane. I was 
<clears throat> going to judge a horse show and he was going to a job. We had no idea we'd meet at the airport. And I witnessed to him. When I got through, the lady was in the third seat with us, turned to him and said, you should listen to what this man's telling you. <laughs> I asked him later, he'd come ride horses. I'd said, have you thought about the Lord and getting saved? He said, I probably think about it every day. See, it's on their mind some people come in. I've told you, most of you know our friend Jerry Dobbs. I've witnessed to him as straight as I ever witnessed to anybody at the barn one day. And he was very receptive, but he didn't get saved. But we kept, we were friends and we kept doing things together. You ought to have an unsaved friend. And some of you think you're too holy to have an unsaved friend. Where did Jesus go? Why do they say, why are you dealing with those Pharisees? Why are you eating with them? He said, uh, the healthy don't need a doctor. It's okay to have a lost friend. You, and sometimes you've got to really develop those relationships. And we developed that with Jerry Dobbs and I called him one Sunday afternoon. Dixie had made a cherry pie. I said, come to church. We'll have pie and coffee after church. He walked the aisle that night. He's won people to the Lord all over the country. I mean, God will do what... He's put in you what He's called you to do. He's put it in you. You're just enjoying the benefits. You're just enjoying the benefits. Listen, there's more, more to it. You can say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. But there's a difference between saying, I'm about His business and really being about His business. There is a kingdom of God. Jesus didn't come saying, fill the church. He said, build a kingdom. Build a kingdom. Most people you win will go to church with you. Most people that go to church go where a friend goes or a relative or someone that asks them. But he came preaching the kingdom. I tell you what, where to start, just pray for him to be healed. There's a lot of people you run into. There's, oh, I'm not feeling good today, or this is wrong, or that. Just say, can I pray for you? That's a, that's a great place to start. God might heal them right there. He might not. Say, well, can I pray you for next time? That's why I love about John Wimber and them. They'd say, well, if you didn't get healed today, maybe we can pray for you tomorrow. I mean, don't get under condemnation about, well, God didn't heal them, so I'm not supposed to pray for them. No. Most things in life, I didn't ride a bicycle the first time. It took me, I, I did it in one day, but I, did, I had a wreck or two probably along the way. And you're, you're better at your job than you used to be or at least you should be. <laughs> you should be. I mean, we learn by doing things. And he said, go. Go. I, I, I love to say it this way. As you go, if God works it out, puts you in a place 
what are you going to do? I know I've told you this story. I, I went uh, somewhere back east and did a horse show. And uh, whoever it was said, well, we're going to have dinner tonight with three or four guys. And I got there and I thought, I've got to set the stage or this could really, if I don't say anything about being a Christian, if the stories really go the wrong way, then I bring it up, then it's really condemning to them. I knew I had, so I just told them right off something. You know, I'm a Christian or I believe in the Lord Jesus, something like that. And we had a good evening and it all went well. But one of them come to me the next day and he said, I know that was a different evening because you were there. Listen, if you're there, it ought to make a difference is what I'm saying. Are you just, are you tag along with a group? Or can you make a difference in it? It's what we're to be called to do, regardless of where he sends you. That's why we're not all doing the same vocation. That's why we have separate interests, whether it's in business or sports or hobbies, whatever it is. It's an opportunity for the gospel. He's, the gospel got spread out all over the country. Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Are you doing the will of your Father? See, for a, you can be saved and be disobedient. You need to get right with God. You need to obey the Word. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and your name cast out demons and your name perform many miracles? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Sin, lawlessness is sin. One of those songs had talked about sin. You don't hear a lot of that anymore. Sin is still missing the mark. It's wrong. It's wrong. Jesus loves the sinner. He hates the sin. He loves us even when we color outside the lines. But if we belong to him, he'll correct us. He'll correct us. You're a good father. You correct your children. You, you teach your children. But I think of that verse when I said many just, if you talk, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a believer. You can discern. You'll learn how to talk to him. But he's, that verse says, many say to me, Lord, Lord. But he said, they'll never enter the kingdom. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. See, I, I've, we had some people here one time, and they, we had this discussion. They had someone they thought was really coloring way outside the lines. And they, he asked me, he said, well, are they going to heaven or hell? Well, I don't know whether they're going to heaven or hell. You may, but I don't. I said, it's a heart issue. You can pick out. They brought the woman to Jesus and said, we've caught her in the act. He said, Okay. If you're not guilty, you throw the first rock. 
They all began to leave. What about the woman at the well? She'd had five husbands. I mean, Jesus said, go call your husband. She said, I don't have one. Oh, he said, I know, you've had five, and the one you got is really not your husband. You know what? That lady became a great evangelist and went all over the country. God picks the most unlikely, and you think you're the most unlikely. I promise you, I thought I was. He chooses. He chooses those. If you think you can do it, you're not qualified. He chooses the unqualified, and he qualifies them because they know they have to depend on him. That's why it said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit means those that know they need God. There's no place in this to say, I've got it all figured out. It's about him. It's about him. I, I didn't know that person's heart. He wanted me to tell him, okay, will you tell me, is he, is he saved or not? I said, but you know, I think if he ever really got saved, he's saved, but I don't know him. But if he ever really got saved, God will correct him and bring him in. Didn't, did not the prodigal son, didn't he not have a father? Did he not leave home and rebel? Did he not mess up? Did he not color outside the line? But he had a moment. I think I'll go home. I think I'll go home. It's time to come home. Now, religion would say, Son, I told you, bless God, I told you. That's just exactly what happened to you. That's the old religious. And some of us were raised under more of that. How about when you know you'd had your worst day and you had to come home and face your parents and they knew that you'd dented the car and wrecked it and they just walked in and give you the biggest hug and blessed you and said, we've cooked your favorite meal. I mean, you just melted. I mean, that's really what they did to him. The father saw him and ran to him. I'm telling you, the father's running to you. We've, the religious system makes you think, if you color outside the lines, that's it. You're out. That's wrong. That is wrong. That's why the stories are in Scripture. Did not Peter deny the Lord? He's denied, he denied him. I just read you part of a, some stories about him, about a sermon he preached and 3,000 people got saved. Seems like he got forgiven in there somewhere. He got restored. Now, if Peter can get restored, you can get restored. I have been restored. I have been a prodigal. And then there's another side of it. The elder brother, he just had a hissy fit. He wouldn't even come in. Why are they having a party? Well, your brother's home. He didn't like it. He wasn't glad his brother had come home. He probably, maybe the little brother had enough courage to at least say, I'm leaving. He didn't. I don't know why, but he stayed. And he said, I've never disobeyed you. Now, I doubt that. 
But that's what he said. He said, I've always did. And you've never even given me a little goat to have a party with my friends. Here's Father's heart. Son, everything I have is yours. Whatever you want, just help yourself. Some of you need to come to banquet table this morning. Just come home. You need to learn to be the son and daughter he's called you to be. You need to learn to let your light shine outside of this church. That's where we've, where we've got to go with this. Be a disciple. Family's probably the hardest to witness to. I understand. I've got a brother not in church. I still invite him. I pray for him. He cries. I mean, he knows the Lord. I mean, there's wounded people out there. You're not going to get them all. But bless God, there's some. There's some. I want a man on an airplane one time. Probably more than one. Wrote me a letter. I witnessed to him coming to Tulsa. He was coming to Tulsa for a job. He wrote me a letter. I don't think he got the job. He said, the guy that sat by me on the way back talked to me about how to put God on the throne of my life. I thought, boy, you were set up for the trip. But see, that's what we're about. That's what we're about. I went as a guy as a horse show judge. I think, that's why I think everybody ought to have their own business. And you, if they didn't buy your product, you didn't have anything to eat. You'd learn how to talk to them. You might ought to have a door-to-door job. <laughs> selling Watkins products or something. I mean, we say we're free. Now think about that one. Come on. Come on. It's fish or cut bait, huh? And I started out saying there's no condemnation. God convicts you. Just obey the Lord. When Jesus is Lord of all, you want to tell somebody about it. You can tell them how he set you free from this or that. You want to drink? No. Let me tell you what happened to me. I like telling I'm working with this Jewish carpenter. Matthew 15, 16. You didn't choose me, but I chose you. See, I thought I chose him for a long time. And appointed you that you'd go and bear fruit. And your fruit would remain. So that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He may give to you. You don't have what you want? Why don't you go do what He's called you to do? See, we want the blessing. We want everything God's got for us. We know there's more. We know there's more to healing than what we're experiencing. There is more. There is more. There's, there's people, their needs aren't getting met, and the Word of God says, I'll meet your every need according to my riches in glory. Why is that happening? 
The Word of God is always right. We just don't want to measure up to what God's called us to do. That's my challenge to you today. Be who God's called you to be. He didn't call you to do what I do. I didn't, he didn't call me to do what you do. But he's got a call and purpose or we wouldn't be here. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you'd go bear fruit. Where's the fruit? I loved that commercial years ago. A lady went to get a hamburger and she said, where's the meat? Where's the meat? We, that was a few years ago, we all said, where's the meat? Well, where's the fruit? It's the same thing. Where's the fruit? And that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He may give to you. I mean, that's a blank check. Anything you ask, He'll give you. It's better than that. Amen. Matthew 9, 13. Let me see if I can quit with this. But go and learn what this means. I desire compassion. That's mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Sinners. He's, listen, he wants to deal with sin. That's why in the church world, there's as much divorce as there is in the world. There's, there's fornication, adultery. There's... Christians think it's okay to lie and steal and just hope they're a Christian. It's wrong. Sin is wrong. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. Sinners, whether you're lost or saved. We can sin. We need to get our lives right. We need to believe for the lost. So if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, you need to do that. He created you to go to heaven with Him. But it's your choice if you choose to go to hell. He wants to fill you with His Spirit. He, that sanctification I started out talking about, that the Spirit of God is within you. Within you. God lives within you if you're a believer, if you allow Him to do what He, he wants to lead you. I just challenge you today. What's God said to you today? Those things where it's just kind of... You've got a little check mark by your heart about it. The things He's talking about this morning. Let's deal with them this morning. Let's just stand. Lord, we want to be about You and what You're about. And You have called us in this region to proclaim your kingdom and your lordship wherever we go. And Lord, I call in whatever area whatever area of your life that God's speaking to you about. I ask you just to come deal with it this morning. If there's an area of your life you know you're in sin, or you're not pleasing the Lord, just come get it right with God. Come on, I've told you, I've colored outside the lines. We, we can sin, but we need to get right with God about it. Just come. If you need to, to be prayed for about something, come 
We've got a prayer team that'll pray for you. If you've never been born again, just come. We'll have a baptism service in a week or two. We'll baptize you. I want you to be free who God's called you to be. He's called us to be a, a holy people. But be holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy His also. Just come obey the Lord this morning. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. Lord, I thank you for men that's not too proud to come. Cry out to God. Come on, church, pray. Come on. Where's the fruit of your ministry? Where's the fruit of your... Yeah, I don't have a ministry. Where's the fruit of your life? Where's the fruit? We just bless you, Lord. We just bless you. Lord, we want to take your kingdom wherever we go. Holy Spirit, just come in a greater way. More. More of you, Lord. More of you. Lord, speak clearly. Speak clearly. Come on, some of you. God's speaking to you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. I promise you, He loves you. He loves the, the worst sinner. He, wor- he loves us in our worst moment. But He created us to follow and live for Him. Listen, He's worth it. I, I had a dream this week. And I, in the dream, there was I was talking to several people. They'd made commitments to the Lord, but it was just like it's too hard. Sometimes somebody would be talking to me about how difficult their life is, and I'll say, "Let me see your hands. You don't have any nail holes in them yet. It's not. He didn't call us. He didn't say it'd be easy. He said to follow Him." He said, if you want to be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me. Let me tell you, he's worth it. He's worth it. Let Make him Jesus, Lord. I just wish I'd have made it earlier in my life even than I did. I made it in my 30s. I wish I'd have understood it all earlier he's worthy his name's Jesus he sits on the throne you don't need to worry about the times we're in he's created you to live in this day and time he's put in you what you need we bless you Lord Not a lot of shouting in this kind of a message.
It's okay to say, oh God, how much I need you. I just bless you. I just bless you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, have your way in every life. Every life. We bless you, Lord. He's worthy. He's worthy of all praise, all honor. Learn to praise Him. Learn to thank Him. That's why I love the kids in here. They learn by your examples. When you worship, they learn to worship. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Now, what did the Lord say to you this morning? Anybody got a word? about the blood of Jesus, about the body of Jesus. Gentlemen, go ahead and pass out the bread. church, the first group, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. If you're a guest, you're welcome to partake. If you know the Lord, you're welcome to partake. We, don't, we do not have a closed communion. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do it in remembrance of me.
He said that after he was betrayed, the night he was going to be betrayed. This represents his body. We're partaking of his body. Lord, I speak blessings over the bread, over the word. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Now, let's partake of the bread. Then we'll get to the wine. Go ahead and pass out the other element now. That boy's wanting a microphone, I think. That's why I think that's, that's, I get her on Terry mixed up back there. Somebody give Jesus praise. He's worthy. Come on, his name's Jesus. He's the one that went to the cross. He's the one that paid for our sin. He's the one that chose us. new covenant. What was the old covenant? Abraham's covenant based on the blood of bulls and goats. Jesus said, I'm going to make a new covenant. But it's going to be based on my blood. That's why we didn't bring any animal sacrifices this morning. He paid the sins. The worst person you could think of that you'd think would be the worst person of all he paid for their sin but they won't come and accept that the blood This new covenant's based on my body and my blood, he said. Listen, if the wealthiest person would say, I'm going to take care of all your needs, you'd probably believe him. But Jesus Christ said that. He said, I take care of my own. I'll supply all your needs according to your riches and glory. He's talking about faithful, obedient people. We partake of His blood in Jesus' name. Let's thank Him for the blood. Thank Him for the blood. They'll bring trash cans by. Somebody give Him praise. He's worthy of all thanks. Sing that song and praise Him. Nothing but the blood. It took the blood of Jesus to redeem us. Nothing. Nothing. No works of mankind. 
the blood of Jesus. got something God spoke to you about this morning you want to share? Are we good to go? We finished? Let's just thank the Lord and offer this service back up to Him. Tommy, just pray for us right there.